Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. jumping straight into the middle of episode 134. We're on not the, we're at the faith. beginning of 134. We're not jumping to the middle. We and haven't started to, yet. Into the middle of all the podcasts. We're just jumping. So if somebody well, just kind of comes along, okay. they've got all that stuff they can listen to. Ah, they've got going. years ahead years. they can listen to. Okay, we're in the middle. So we're, you know, if it's 268, if, 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 then yeah. we're in, right in the middle. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> I see where you're going. Makes sense. Oh, all right. Makes no well, sense whatsoever, okay. but that's okay. Anyway, ahead, that's okay, brother. So as you listen to the podcast, take a few minutes, invite someone to listen, post it on Facebook, Twitter, call them, uh, text them, whatever it takes. Uh, we, we just seriously want to stretch our reach beyond just our meat church family, and you can help us do that. And so as people literally are listening around the world, uh, just uh, let people know what they can do and be a part of the podcast every single week. Yeah. Uh, well, we're talking about an issue that is probably, believe it or not, is one of the, it's just a hot topic in, in the Christian world, and that is sports. Sports. I like sports. You know, you and I are on opposite sides when it comes to sports, and just about every sports team there is. Right. But you're a Clemson fan. I'm a Georgia fan. I, I'm a Panthers fan. Panthers you're a Saints fan. Saints fan. fan. Anyway. You like the Braves? I do like the okay, Braves. So we've got that I do. I actually don't like them. I really like them. Um, but, yeah. But anyway, the point is, is that, you know, we can still be friends. And we can, we can have fellowship yeah. and, and we, it doesn't dominate our lives. And, you know, I think sports can be a good thing yeah. and I think it is, yeah. and it was designed to be a good thing, but we have sometimes made it thing, uh, something that is harmful and hurtful yeah. and other things yeah. that uh, can hurt the Christian world. Yeah, so so you how, do we, how do we, right. I mean, like how much of your life has been centered, maybe centered is not the right word. How much of your life has been involved in sports and mm-hmm. athletics? A lot, right? Have you? Have you? You were pretty coming up because you played football. I played football at Liberty I, University. I raced motocross. Yeah, you raced well. motocross. You were the starting tailback for. No, what's <laughs> the eight string <laughs> practice team linebacker? That but got you got in a game. You time. got in a game though, didn't you? I did get in a game. You got yes. in one one game. I did get in one game, and me and the guy forced a f- uh, uh, interception. So there he got go. the interception. I so I let him I'm have it. I let him have it. Former so. college Division One college football player. Was it Division that was back, One then? That was, <laughs> that was back in 1932. Yeah. You wore the leather helmet, didn't you? How did uh, that leather helmet feel, feel on your head? No, we wore Rydell's. We actually wore <laughs> plastic Rydell helmets. So. But uh, they were awful. Yeah, but, so, um, but you pl- so you played high school football then, obviously. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Did you play other sports? I played baseball and mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I never played football because my mama wouldn't let me. I don't blame her. It no. is a rough. I, I didn't still, want to. I, I knew I had no business playing football. I mean, I'm all a five, six and 125 pounds in high school. I ain't no way I'm playing football. I still suffer. I mean, seriously, yeah. from injuries yeah. I got yeah. in, in college yeah, football. It's brutal. So. My oldest son, he wants to play football so bad. Oh, God and his mama him. don't want him to. And I, I, I kind of think, let's let's give, give it a try. Maybe he'll get beat, beat up so bad on the field, he'll never want to do it again. <laughs> We'll see. Well, just once he gets to college, put him in there. He'll decide after one year of it, it's over. Right, right. I'm done. That's but, what I did. Yeah, but you think about sports. I mean, it really does. 
it, it is good and it's fun. We're going to talk about that, but it, it consumes a lot of our mm-hmm. lives and we all have our things, right? I know there's some listening today that maybe sports just isn't your thing at all. Yeah. Uh, you like to go hunting and fishing and not go to the, the game on Saturday or whatever the case may be. We all have our things, but, but it seems like, you know, well, it's not, it doesn't seem like it is. Sports is dominant in our culture. It is. You think about, you know, it's, it, it always amazes me that on a Saturday in the fall, all across the country, stadiums are filled with up to 100,000 people in them watching football. That is wild to think about, right? And 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 not only that, but, you know, for you and me, And they're Trey, paying big money for some, yeah, did you, Do yeah. you see what the Super Bowl seats are going for? Probably $10 million a piece. $60,000 a seat. And that's not in the good section. It's, un, it's unreal. What, what I mean, I, I, it's unreal to think about what people pay to go to those big games. And, you know, it's unreal people think, to think that people have that kind of money to pay that. But, you know. I can't believe it. I, that's anyways. not, yeah. So, but, you know, I mean, I know growing up, we were very involved in sports. We did hunt and fish. We did sports. So I played mm-hmm. a lot of baseball growing up, you know, and some other sports as well. Played a lot of basketball. Yeah. I got really involved in tennis in high school and played some golf. So, I mean, that's what we did. We were, my dad uh, was, was a, an accomplished baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just big in our home. We played a lot of sports. And honestly, some of my best memories uh, from childhood are are centered around sports. Not not just playing sports and having dad coach my team, and, and which was fun. Uh, not just playing sports, but also going to sporting events. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad had um, we had season tickets to the University of Georgia football game. So you know, most Saturdays in the wow, fall, we were that is really great. We were in Athens, and, and that was a lot of fun. I have great memories of that. Uh, my dad's a big. Um, a basketball fan, and we had a local university, Augusta State University. I remember mm-hmm. as a kid going to the back. My dad still goes pretty faithfully to all the games. That's and, awesome. Um, but man, I remember you know, those kinds of things, just going to the games and just enjoying it and learning about you know the. I, I was uh, I, I was in, I guess I was ten years old when I was ten years old. I won uh, a local Augusta sports trivia contest. Wow. Yeah, I was the I was the city trivia champion. You, you knew your for, stuff, I man. Did, man. I collected baseball cards, football cards, but I would take those cards. I remember, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, it was, it was, it's starting to come back. Cards are getting to be big again. I've tried to get my kids into it a little bit because I really enjoyed them. I still have a lot of my cards from childhood, but I, you know, I remember memorizing the stats on the oh, back yeah. of those cards. I could that's tell what the you, cards oh, are for. that's right, man. I remember because we didn't have, you know, phones and we Google. Wait a second. Let me check Google. Right. I mean, what? all we had was those cards. We yeah. want to learn about those players. You and I remember not only having those cards, but then you know, you know, I lived back in those days when we actually had a newspaper. Mm. And I remember every morning because oh, yeah. you know, we, we didn't Big get to time. watch. You didn't get NFL Sunday ticket, or you didn't get the NBA league pass where you could watch every game every night. If I wanted to know if the my Boston Celtics were my favorite team, Larry Bird was my favorite basketball player oh, of all man, time. Yeah. And I remember getting up every morning before school and checking that box score in the paper to see how many points Larry Bird scored the night before. I mean, I I, I was always that mad stuff. that they didn't give more information. Right, I was right, like, right, what? This right. is all they did. You oh, know? I mean, I just remember loving that stuff and and you know memorizing the stats on the back of the card and and not only just modern players. I, mean, I was memorizing the stats of Hank Aaron, Warren Spahn, you know, all those mm-hmm. old time players. I mean, I just it was so much a part of my childhood, not just playing, but just the knowledge of the games and and enjoying that and and it was good. I have good memories about that, you know. And so, um, in that regard, I mean, I think sports is a you know it's a good thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was you know I could have been been doing worse things than memorizing stats on baseball cards, but you know, I mean, it it really is uh, something that consumes our culture. Mm-hmm. Church history, interestingly enough, but to bring that up, uh, the sports teams and the sports. For instance, basketball and football and the, the the big ones especially, they were designed to give young men something to do so they didn't get in trouble. Yeah. That was the whole purpose of yeah. sports. Yeah. And they were all based on Christian reasons and they you know, they would 
disciple them and all those things out inside the sports. And yeah. to this day, sports continues to be a place where people do get to hear the gospel and yeah, chapels have, and everything my, else. My boys are involved in Christian sports leagues and, mm-hmm. you know, we were at basketball games last night. And so, you know, my, my boys, you know, we, we haven't forced sports on my boys at all. I mean, we, we want them to do what they want to do, but, um, you know, they've, they've gravitated towards sports like I did as a kid and they love baseball and basketball mm-hmm. and we're in the midst of basketball season right now. And, 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 you know, a, a few weeks, I guess, or a month or so will be in, in baseball season will be starting. So, um, I mean, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's just part of, of my family, part of what we do, and we enjoy it. And, and trying to learn how to do it well because we realize, one, um, you know, sadly enough, my boys are probably not going to be NBA or MLB players. They're not going to be professional athletes. Uh, so, so learning how to enjoy this season of life, but not let the season of life where we're involved in sports consume us Yeah, I agree. in a, in a sinful way. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we need to talk about is how do we, how do we put sports in their rightful place? Mm-hmm. I, I have great memories of going to uh, Georgia football games, of playing sports and all those kinds of things. I have great memories of, of those things, but I also have great memories of as a kid learning to walk with Jesus mm-hmm. and being involved in a local church. And, and that was more obviously more transformative for me yeah. than going to uh, bulldog football games on Saturday. Mm. Right. And so how Amen. do I put sports in their proper place and not let it consume me or my family and how you do it as well? I think that's a, a question that's worth trying to answer today. And I also think when it's in its proper place, it is much more enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. All right, pastor, let's talk about six ways Christians can make the most of sports. Then the first one is this beware of making sports an idol. Okay, now this is exactly what we're talking about, putting it in its proper place, mm-hmm. right? And so what is an idol? When you and I think about idols, we think about the Old Testament, we think about the Bible, we think about, you know, those those crazy Israelites wandering in the wilderness building a golden calf. Mm-hmm. That's an idol. Right. You think about those kinds of things. And I don't and have so, a Buddha sitting around yeah, my house. So I'm good, you know? right? Yeah. And so so what we know is idolatry is a matter of the heart. Idolatry is taking a good thing and making it a God thing, right? It's taking mm. something that's good like sports or like, you know, even good things like your, your, your wealth, good things like your education, mm-hmm. taking a good thing. Those things aren't inherently evil. Sports are not inherently evil. Money's not inherently evil. You know, getting education is not inherently evil. What is sinful is when those things uh, take priority in your life over God, yeah. right? And yeah. so, so when being at the ball field becomes more important to you than fellowshipping with local believers, that's a problem, yeah. right? When, when, um, Building wealth for the sake of wealth, building wealth is more important than, to you than using those resources that God has given you uh, to be a blessing to others and to steward it well for the kingdom. Well, that's a problem. Yes. And so, so anything that we make a God thing in our lives is an idol. And mm-hmm. it's very easy for sports to become an idol, to get out of the proper place and in a place of, uh, of, of God, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if you are... Um, playing sports so much or participating in sports so much that it does affect your relationship with God, then that's a big problem. And, and, and I can see it in my own family. We got to be careful of that because, because what happens, especially right now when we're in, in basketball season and in a month or two we involved in baseball season, most nights we're not going to be at home. Right. right. I mean, there, there's practice two and three nights a week. And then when games starts a couple games a week and you know, we've, we've had to set some boundaries uh, to, to help us through that because, you know, we, we want to be in that rhythm where, you know, on a 
pretty much a daily basis. We're spending time as a family, having, you know, time around the word together and praying together and all those kinds of things. But when we're going and blowing so hard, then what, what tends to happen <laughs> yes. is when we get home from that, that practice, we are too tired to oh, maybe yeah. spend that, you know, 15 minutes, um, you know, having our family devotion or praying mm-hmm. together. Or we, or we don't have, you know, we're, I'm getting home from work. And as soon as I get from work, it's, it's a shove a sandwich down my mouth and let's get out the door. So we don't have time to sit down as a family at the dinner table and right. do our dinner table devotions like we've gotten the habit of or the case may be. And so, so those, those things that are important, most important, those God things, right. Uh, discipling my kids and growing them in Christ and spending that time together around the word, those things in the sports season, if I'm not careful, can get pushed aside because all of a sudden baseball or basketball has become more important in that moment mm-hmm. than continuing to, you know, and, and I know the argument, well, you can use baseball and sports to, mm-hmm. you know, disciple your kids, but well, we certainly can. And we do, we, we use those opportunities to talk about teamwork. And we'll talk about some of these things later. We'll talk about teamwork and all those kinds of things, but but nothing takes the place, right, of me sitting around the table with my family and and leading my family to talk about the things of God and know the things of God, reflect on Scripture, and pray. nothing takes the place of that. But 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 during ball season, it's very tempting to let those important things slide because all of a sudden, ball becomes far more important. Right? I, I was saved out of idolatry because I was a motocross racer, yeah. and we every Sunday was gone when we had we didn't want to go to church. Number one, we weren't saved. There was no opportunity to ever go to church. Yeah. So when I got saved, everything then bowed its knee to Christ. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So I played po- football and I took football very seriously. But you know what? On Wednesday nights, yeah, I know it's going to blow yeah. people. I, I went to the yeah. coach. I said, Wednesday nights are my church night and yeah. I will not be here yeah. for, for, I will run early. I will run extra. I'll do whatever you want me to do, yeah. but I have to leave at six. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so we've, we've tried to place those boundaries as well. Yeah. Right. And, and again, Every family has to figure this yes, out. Yes, they do. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say that if you go to ball practice on Wednesday night instead of coming to Wednesday night church, you know, you're, you're sinning against God. But, yeah, but for me, I, ha- but, but, I felt like but, I had but, to but, do but, that. But, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. But, you know, we need to think about those decisions. Mm-hmm. Is this taking me away from the church and away from my responsibility to grow in Christ? Or is it, I mean, what what is the sport doing? Is it is it taking the place of, of God, right? And so for us, you know, there have been a couple Wednesday nights that, you know, we have— um, and even this week, I think we're, we're trying to debate right now because Luke had a basketball game. He plays for his school. Mm-hmm. And, so, and it's a Christian school. Right. But they've rescheduled a basketball game for tomorrow afternoon and trying oh to figure boy. out, okay, how do we do that? Wow. And yeah. be here for Wednesday night. So we're trying to think through that right now. That, But that's an exception. That's not the norm uh, for, for them to have a game on a Wednesday mm-hmm. night. You know what I'm saying? Uh, during baseball season, we're very clear with our coaches. Hey, Luke will be here for practices. Hudson will be here for practices. But but on Wednesday night, we're just not, we can't, you know. Mm-hmm. And if there are games, and we have to every year have the conversation with the head of the league. Hey, if you put my boys on a team, you need to be aware that that we just can't be there on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And we will never be there on a Sunday, obviously. Which they don't, but the league we play in, they've done a real good job of not having games on Wednesday night or things That's like that. That's good. been helpful. Great. Uh, but, but, you know, you have to make those choices mm-hmm. for your family. And we've made those choices because we believe that, um, for us as a family, it's, it's more important for my boys to be here on Wednesday nights, memorizing. And, and I, it's my job to be here too. I know that I've got that going too, but, yeah, but yeah. for us, it is, it's, it's, it's more important for them to be here on Wednesday night learning scripture than they can practice other nights of the week. You mm-hmm. know, an extra night of baseball practice is not gonna make much of a difference in their ability to play ball. Nope. It's not. It's, it's just not. And, and if, if my kids are penalized for that, if they have to sit the bench because they didn't make it on Wednesday night, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, at the end of the day, I'm okay. But because, because here's what I know too, is that, you know, um, people that excel in sports will find their way on through the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
So my boys are good enough. I do know. I know if that my boys are good enough. They'll end up playing. And so this also comes to the issue. And I know this is going to be very controversial of, of travel ball, mm, right? Because we yeah. have lots of families that participate in travel. And again, you have to make that decision for your family. I'm just saying, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. I know from my family, and, and again, I know part of my job because I'm a preacher. I can't be gone on the weekends. I get that. Um, my family just will not play travel ball. That's just mm-hmm. not because that is going to take us away uh, from the body of Christ. And that, and I know on tr- in the travel field, y- you can have you know chapel services or team devotions, and all those things are good. But nothing takes the place of being with your local church, worshiping God, growing together. And what we tend to see with, with, I mean, it's just reality. I mean, you know, when you get in travel ball, I mean, it, it just becomes consuming mm-hmm. and, and you, you drift away from the local family and all those kinds of things. And it's just, it's just hard to balance travel ball with your commitment to, to the local church and growing in Christ within the context of that local church. And so, you know, you, you make your decision on travel ball, just be, just be, be aware that it's probably going to affect uh, your, your ability to grow in Christ with your local church, which is what God has called you to do. So you just have to be very careful with those decisions. I heard an interview, um, uh, years ago from Chipper Jones, mm-hmm. you know, Chipper Jones, yeah, like Chipper Jones. Hall of uh, Fame baseball player, man. One of my favorite players of all Me time. Too. Right. Um, so Chipper Jones, he was on ESPN talking to Colin Coward, you know, Colin Coward. Yes, I know Colin I used to very listen well. to him a lot. I don't listen to much anymore. He's not on ESPN anymore, but anyway, they were having a conversation. He's on Fox, right? Yeah. He, yeah. He, he was having a conversation about, um, travel ball uh, with, um, Colin Coward and just the the phenomenon that that has become over the last couple of decades, and and he Colin was asking him if he would let his kids play travel ball. Now here you have you know Hall of Fame baseball player, mm-hmm. right? One of the best third basemen to ever play the game. Yes, right. Um, and he said no, would not let my kids play travel ball. Now he's not a Christian. I don't I don't know. If he, maybe he is. I have no idea. He wasn't talking about <laughs> but the that's context. Not the point. Of, no, his yeah. point was your kids don't need it. Mm-hmm. His thing was, man, he, he's, his, his whole argument was that's why when, when pitchers get to the major leagues, mm-hmm. right, they're already having to have Tommy John surgery a yep. year or two into their major they've league because it, they've man. already worn out their arm. Yeah, yeah. And he, mm. said, he said that what my kids will do, he said my kids will play seasonal sports. Mm. During baseball season, they'll play baseball. During basketball season, they'll play basketball. During football season, they'll play football. They'll play seasonal sports, but I'm not going to, you know, allow them to play a, a sport. Now, for his reason, it was because of just it's going to make them prone to injury. That they're yeah. going, and also not just prone to injury. His argument also was they're not going to enjoy the game anymore. Mm. It's going to consume them so work. much, they're going to come to a point where they just don't enjoy the game anymore. Yeah. So, you know, you, again, you make that decision. But I thought that was interesting Interesting from a Hall of Fame third baseman. Uh, like, I'm just not, because of injury and because they're not going to enjoy the game, I'm not going to uh, allow them to play travel ball. So, at any rate, our point is you just need to be aware that Amen. you might make that thing an idol. So, just be careful. we got to move fast, Trey. I'm talking a lot. That's all right. Uh, and that leads us, Chipper Jones leads us to number two, which is remember that sports are for fun. They are fun. Yeah, they are. They are fun. I love it, right? I remember this year I got to go with a family in our church to the Clemson Georgia game. Oh yeah, man, that was fun. Just you, screaming my head. I, I stood you, the whole who'd game. Who'd you pull for? Who you think, man? <laughs> I thought about pulling for Clemson, but I changed my mind. <laughs> no, you didn't. But it was fun. We actually sat because you know the the couple we went with, they're Clemson fans. Yeah, so we yeah. were surrounded by Clemson fans, and you know wearing my Georgia red. It was, but it was fun, you know. And man, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love the the energy and the excitement of being in a stadium that's packed out. I love going to my kids' games and cheering them on. It's a lot of fun. Mm. And so enjoy it. I mean, I think, again, I mean, I think about myself. I mean, even at 43 years old, I'm, I'm still involved in athletics in some ways. I mean, not as much as it used to be. I don't play softball for our church or anything like that. But, I, you know, I've done a lot of half marathons. And that's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun. 
to me, just training is fun. You're pushing my body to the limits as an old man, right? And see if I can still get my heart rate up and I can Amen. still run 13 miles in you know, an hour and 45 minutes, whatever the case may be. That's fun to mm-hmm. me. I enjoy that. I mean, I, I like going out and pounding the pavement and just getting that heart rate. All that stuff's fun, right? And so just enjoying it. Mm-hmm. What, we, what we tend to do, especially as parents who have kids playing sports, we, we are hoping they're going to be that next thing. We're hoping they're going to make it to the major leagues, and we put all this undue pressure on them. We have parents that that um, you know will pay for private coaches and private <sighs> lessons, and all that's fine if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying though, let's keep it fun, yeah. right? Let, let's keep it fun. And, and and I don't know if you know this. I looked this up, Trey. Um, we all want our kids to make the major leagues someday, don't we? That'd be great. Oh man, yeah. But listen, then we can retire. Early. Yeah, yeah. But listen. For your kid to make the major leagues, it is a one in three thousand three hundred seventy-six chance. Wow! Yeah. So here's a news flash: if you're listening, I love you, and because I love you, I want to tell you this: your kid's not going to the majors. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe you're maybe you're one in the three thousand. I have no <sighs> idea, but the likelihood your kid's not going to the majors, and so just enjoy it when you go out there. Enjoy the game. Have fun. I mean, don't. You know, be careful being that, especially as a follower of Christ. Be yeah. careful being that parent that's always yelling at the ump. Ooh, yeah, right. Mm. Or giving the coach the hard time because but see, that's kids. fun for me to yell at the ump. <laughs> it's so. also sinful, right? <laughs> I mean, I do it in a good yeah, spirit. I but hear anyway, you, but, but just be careful about those things. Yeah. I mean, it just as you're doing it, remember the priority. The priority is that in every season, every situation, even in sports, you want to be a good witness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And you want to represent Him well, and you just want to enjoy it. Just have fun. Amen. Me and my boys, we have an ongoing uh, uh, text message group where when the Clemson's playing, yeah, we are always, you know, with each other. And uh, at the end of the game, because we don't always win, you know, you say, I'm glad it's a game. That's you right. have to it's come to that point. It's so a game. It's fun. All right, number three, remember that athletic ability doesn't last, but godly character lasts a lifetime. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? I mean, we spend a lot of time at the ball field. My family does. Maybe your family spends a lot of time at the ball field. We spend a lot of time investing in athletic ability, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I'm always telling my kids, right, that I want you to enjoy sports. I want you to go out there and play. I want you to play hard because, again, my, my, my kids gravitate towards sports. They mm-hmm. really enjoy it. But I, I keep telling my sons, you're not going to play sports forever. Mm-hmm. There's going to come a day when you're not going to be able to play baseball anymore. Right? As a kid, you can't believe that, yeah, but, but it happens. There's going to come a day, you know? I mean, you're just, you're just not going to have the ability to. I mean, at 43, I can't go out and play the, with the high school kids. They run over me, right? Tom Brady just retired. Tom, which is wild. But he, he eats nothing but grass all day long. <laughs> he, he's different. Well, true. He eats grass and drinks protein. And he's just... But, but uh, what I'm saying is he's, he's 44. 43 and he's yeah, done. He's my age. He's done. It's, and and it's, it's very rare you make it that that long, right? Mm-hmm. That's 44 very playing, unusual. 43 playing football is just unheard of. Mm-hmm. But he's done. Mm-hmm. It, it, it all comes to an end. It does. Right? And so just helping. Comes to an end early. Yeah. So if we have ca- kids especially that are really involved in athletics, just keeping that perspective. This is fun for a season. Mm-hmm. But, but what lasts, right, is godly character. And so godly character lasts a whole lot longer than your athletic ability then that's really what we need to be focused on. And so let's use these sports during this season to help develop godly character, right? And so just being aware, helping ourselves remember, helping our kids remember, sports are fun, 
They only last for a season. There's going to come a day you can't go on the ball field anymore and play like you did because you'll be mm-hmm. 43 and you're hurt every time you go out there, right? Exactly. But godly character lasts. And that's what leads us to number four because sports do teach us character. So number four, embrace the positive lessons that sports teach. Yeah, and I like seeing this because I think a lot of parents are, are good at doing this. I see this happen a, a lot on the ball fields when I'm with my kids and all those kind of things. But but just encouraging, man, I, you know, when, when I think about who's going to be coaching my sons mm-hmm. at the rec league or at the school, the kind of men I want coaching my sons, I want men who are going to instill in them values, right? I mean, I want them to teach them things about sports, but I want to, I want to see a coach that is teaching teamwork, that's teaching endurance, that's teaching, you know, perseverance, that's mm-hmm. encouraging, that's talking about, you know, let's be unified, all those kinds of things. I mean, all those lessons we learn in sports are really, really good. And, and those lessons we learn in sports, I mean, there really are lots of, of real life Christian applications, mm-hmm. right? I mean, as followers of Jesus, we need to be reminded to endure or to long for victory. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with longing for victory. That's a good thing. And as Christians, we know we have victory. It's in Christ. Mm-hmm. And you think about all the metaphors that particularly the apostle Paul uses when he talks about, you know, the faith and comparing it to sports. Like he talks about in 1 Corinthians 9, how he runs the race with endurance or, you know, like a, a boxer, he disciplines himself, mm-hmm. you know, all those kinds of things. I mean, and so, so, I mean, I don't know, Paul doesn't tell us, but I kind of, I kind of think he was an athlete. I think Paul was, I play, I think he played Definitely football some or something. athletic right? stuff going on there. Played some rugby. I have no idea, but, <laughs> but I mean, I, I think Paul was an athlete because yeah. he talked about it a lot. Yeah. You think about, you know. Philippians chapter three, he talks about it, right? For the race set before me, the writer of Hebrews talks about it. Uh, so, I mean, I think Paul was, was an athlete and mm-hmm. I think he, he understood. And I know that in that culture, just like in our culture, you know, sports was pretty sports big, was a big right? Deal. And so, so we certainly can use sports to teach some very gospel centered things. But again, it's just, it's just keeping the main thing, the main thing. Don't let the sport become an idol. Use it as a tool, right? To, uh, to, to, to teach your kids what it means to persevere, to long for victory and all those kinds of things. Sports really help me grow up. I mean, yeah. when you get knocked down in football, you got to stand back up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, yeah, that's the way yeah. it is. Yeah, and, and, that, and, and, you th- and they're not only fun, they're, they're good for those kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let, let's just be honest, sports does put us in an environment mm-hmm. where it keeps us out of some trouble sometimes, and that's not a bad thing either. <laughs> exactly. Number five, reject the division that sports uh, cause. So and while there's lots one. of good things in sports, yeah. there's also some bad things, right? We were joking earlier about just, you know, the rivalries, yeah. you know, that we can even have in church. Like I talk a lot from the pulpit, not a lot, but some about being a Georgia fan, you're a Clemson fan, you saw South Carolina fans, just stink. And that's all in good fun, right? I mean, I just do it in fun. But I mean, sometimes we can, you know, we can go overboard with that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and you think about, you know, how, how we divide ourselves based on teams sometimes. And you think, well, all Alabama fans, they're this, or all Georgia fans are this, or whatever the case may be. Well, it can be in fun or sometimes it can be hurtful. So yeah. just being careful of that. And you, you think also of, you know, what what sports inevitably teaches us to do is to rank people based on ability. Mm-hmm. He's good, but he's not. She's great. She ain't so great. <laughs> and so that's just the nature of it because yeah. you have to put your best players on the field. Mm-hmm. And so so sports inevitably teaches us to rank people based on ability. But the gospel teaches us something different, right? Yeah, the gospel teaches us we ain't got much ability. The only one with any ability is Jesus Christ. He has the ability to save us. And so before Christ, we're all the same sinners in need of a savior. And so, so, you know, I, you know, just be careful of that, that, that it's dangerous if we go around in life, right? Looking at people and say, well, he measures up and she doesn't measure up or she measures up and he doesn't measure Mm -hmm. up. We got to be careful with that. Right. Because again, in the eyes of Christ, none of us measure up and we need a savior. Right. And so just, again, just, just be careful of those things. Um, 
Uh, and, and it was just some of the other things, man, that you think about for many of us who went to high school, right? Yeah. The jocks versus the geeks. Oh, yeah. Right? And so you just have the judgmentalism. And again, sometimes... I did not do well with that. Yeah, <laughs> because you you were the jock and not the geek. Yeah, yeah. We would put them in lockers and, you know... And yeah. See, I was kind of that guy that was both. I played sports, but also was pretty... <laughs> pretty uh pretty intellectual as well so i mean not that i had to get i had to get i had to grow as a christian out of that yeah and I yeah did, but. yeah 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 but just you know again sports can cause some division mm-hmm. and you know and i and i get that but as followers of jesus we're not called to be divided or we're called to be united around the gospel and then finally use sports as opportunities to build relationships for the sake of the gospel yeah i'm, not, I'm not the best at this yet but i'm learning i'm growing and i want to be really good at it you know just as I'm there at a sporting event, man, it, it is a wide open mission field. It is. It a is. A wide open mission field. Now, you know, my son plays for a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in those environments, we're, we're typically around people who are followers of Jesus at those mm-hmm. games. But still, even even in those games, I mean, people need encouragement to walk faithfully with Jesus. But when we're playing rec ball, you know, we're obviously around both believers yeah. and lots of unbelievers as well. And um, and just want to live faithfully before Christ. I want to teach my boys on the field. You have an opportunity to represent Christ well. You have an opportunity to encourage, to bless, and all those kinds of things. And so, man, yeah, just just keeping that in mind that that every opportunity you have in every season, wherever you are in life, you always have an opportunity to live for the sake of the gospel, even on the sports field. Amen. We raced go karts at Horseshoe Racetrack up in Monk's Corner mm. for many years, and we did. We took that opportunity. We actually, Ivy and I, put together a gospel track. Nice. And we would actually, it was about go karts, and we'd hand it out, and share the gospel, and there I was a go. chaplain. And it, so, you know, just getting involved, and you can do it. Yeah, you can absolutely. do it. You just stand up. Absolutely. Amen. Well, Pastor, this has been really good. I think uh, just you know, getting a good perspective on sports yeah. has helped us. It yeah. can't. It can be fun. It can be good, but it can also be. A detrimental, and we just got to be careful. Yep, just put it in a, put it in its right place. Amen. That's what it comes down to put it in it right. Put it in its right place. Amen. Well, Pastor, close us out and get us ready for next week. I do hope today has been helpful for you. I hope it's been encouraging, and I hope that um, as you watch some sporting events, Super Bowl coming up, mm-hmm. you'll put it in its right place. If this has been helpful for you, I hope today that you'll go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five star review that helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.